1: <laughs> bartender,
2: bartender, set out another bottle of that rye whiskey. <laughs> now look, Mr. Thatcher, you just tell us once more about this stud colt you got up. Huh? He's a good colt, Mr. Butler, uh-huh. and a running colt, you tell me. He can run some, some, but the fastest thing in these parts, I huh, you hear. <laughs> You're making fun of me, Mr. Butler. You and your friends. Oh, I don't know why you should think that. Out here in Dodge, we're all interested in good horse flesh especially when it's some sort of a fancy new breed. Quarter horse, you call it, huh? If you don't mind, I'll be going now. Oh, no. (laughs) Not yet, Mr. Thatcher. We'd all like to hear some more about your stock, wouldn't we, boys? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Butler, my grandson's waiting for me outside.
1: Hey, Patchy, tell us again about this little old sawed off colt of yours. I understand these new type horses you raise have rumps so high they look like they're going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, it ain't
2: polite to call this colt that way. Besides, it ain't that he's sawed off, it's just that he's got no back. His withers run right into his throat. <laughs> he, he's quarter horse and three quarters what else? <laughs> I guess this is all fun for you, but you got no call. Oh, now, uh, boys, I do believe Thatcher's upset. Here, let me pour you another drink. No, thanks. I'll be going.
1: No, it
2: just ain't sociable. Here, have a drink. I said no, Mr. Butler. Drink it. I'm old enough to be your father, Mr. Butler, and I'll drink when I want and with who I want. You ornery old goat, I'll pour this whole stinking bottle down your throat. All right, you Butler, don't... that's enough. Evening, Marshal Diller. Mr. Thatcher, your grandson's waiting outside in the buckboard. You better get along home, huh? Yeah. Thank you, Marshal. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Old fool. Bragging on the quarter cold he's so proud of. Well, buy a drink, Marshal. No, thank you. (laughs) You just missed the fun. We were having old Thatcher on about his stock. He's not young anymore, Mr. Butler. But let me warn you about something. Sometime you may push him too far. Oh, we were just hurrahing him a bit. We didn't do any harm. Thatcher and his grandson are new out here. You find your fun somewhere else, Butler. Why don't you leave him be?
3: Matt.
2: You know when you torment an old man like that, it makes you cheap, real cheap.
1: Matt. Yeah, on, on. Oh.
3: sit down, Matt. You could uh, buy me a drink if you wanted.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Sam, send over a drink for Miss Kitty, will you?
3: <laughs> I have to drink alone. Usually my partner drinks with me.
2: Not tonight, Kitty.
3: You mad about something, Matt?
2: No, no. Tired, maybe.
3: I uh, saw you talking with Ed Butler over there. He say something to set you off?
2: Yeah, maybe that's it, Kitty. I don't know. Oh, thanks, Sam. There you are.
3: That was old man Thatcher over there, wasn't it? Yeah. Whenever he comes in here, Butler gets him started on this new breed of horse Thatcher's got. Is that what it was tonight?
2: Yeah, that's what it was.
3: Uh, Happens every time he comes to town, Matt.
2: He's an old man, Kitty. There's no way he can fight back.
3: Well, Matt, it's not your worry. You can't keep Butler off his back any more than I can.
2: They're like vultures circling a buffalo that's hurt just waiting for the time when he finally goes down so they can settle for a meal. Matt. I'm thirsty after all. I think I will have that drink, kitty. Sam! Chester, if you'd run these papers over to Mr. Hightower. Yes, you?
4: sir, Mr. Dillon.
5: Hmm. Another wanted poster on Johnny Ringo.
2: Mr. Hightower's waiting for him, Chester.
5: Yes, sir, but Johnny Ringo's out in Arizona. He never comes back this way. Chester? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. I'll take him right over. Oh, uh, is there anything for me to do while I'm down at the other end of the plaza? No,
2: nothing I know of.
5: Well, then I'll just wait around down at the depot then, Mr. Dillon, if it's all right. <laughs> the morning train's due in from St. Louis in half hour.
2: <laughs> all right, Chester. Yeah.
5: Marshal Dillon?
2: Oh, good morning, Mr. Thatcher. Got a minute to spare? I have a favor to ask. Yeah, certainly. Come on in. Uh, Mr. Hightower's waiting, Chester. Yes, sir. Well, sit down, Mr. Thatcher. Uh, first of all, Marshal, I, uh, I want to thank you for what you did last night over at the Texas Trail. Oh, Butler and his crowd just had too much to drink, I saw. Well, maybe I did, too. Once I start, it's hard to stop. Then I get to argue. I'm too old to argue that way. Well, maybe you shouldn't go to the Texas Trail. Seems every time you do, Butler takes his pleasure riding you. Well, it's that I wanted to talk to you about. Now, yeah, we'll go on. Well, Ed Butler's always said he's got the best horses around Dodge or anywhere else. Well, maybe he does, Mr. Thatcher. Mine are better. Well, I don't know anything about your stock. Marshal Dillon... Ed Butler's having breakfast right down the street at the Dodge house. I want you to walk down there with me. Now, look, Mr. Thatcher, I don't want to mix up any personal problems between you and Ed. Well, this ain't completely personal, Marshal. Oh, save maybe in a way. I come to you because I figure you're the one man in Dodge with nothing to gain. And you'll be honest. I got something here. I want you to take it. No. It's the the deed to my ranch. Why are you giving it to me? I want you to hold that deed. And come with me to meet Ed Butler. I'm going to challenge him to a grudge race. My quarter code against the best horse he's got. You mean you're putting up your ranch on this race? Yes, sir. And I want you to hold the stakes. Look, it's. Uh, it's no business of mine, but you could lose, you know. No, sir. I don't figure I can. Mr. Thatcher, you and your grandson have been over here from Missouri better than a year now. Now, you know how these people are, men such as Butler and the rest. There's nothing more fun than ragging somebody. Somebody who fights back but isn't too strong. You're trying to lecture me, Marshal. Well, it's because you're new here that they're making it rough for you. You just don't know the ways yet. It's no good, Marshal. Look, Mr. Thatcher, you're putting up everything you got on this race. Now, what makes you so sure you can win? What's so special about this stud colt that you've raised? Uh, He's a... A little special in most everywhere, Marshal. His daddy was cold deck, and his mother was the best mare in Missouri. Oh, I know why Butler and the others laugh at him. Compared to some horses, he looks like a bulldog beside a greyhound. His head's short, and he carries it too low. He's built too close to the ground, with bulging muscles and short legs. But I'll tell you one thing he's just gone four, and as he stands now, he's the most horse west of St. Louis there are some like him in Texas now. And if I have any say, one day quarter horses will be all over the West. When a man gets to be my age, Marshal Dillon, he's got to stand behind what he believes. And I believe in this little horse. He's sleepy and he's quiet, but he can unwind like lightning. (laughs) You've got a feel for horses, haven't you, Mr. Thatcher? It ain't much of a man talks one way and thinks another. Uh, will you walk with me down to the Dodge house? Yeah. Yeah, I'll walk with you. I'm going to have some more Well, Butler, that's it. And Mr. Thatcher here has asked that I hold the purse. Couldn't ask for anything more fair than that. Then you race? Why, sure, I'll race. You name the day and the time, I'll be there. This afternoon, then, across the river. Good enough for me. All right, we'll make it at 2 o'clock. I'll have Doc Adams there to look over the horses. They'll both be sound or there'll be no race. Is that agreed? That's sure. good. And they'll run the way they are, shod or not shod. Mr. Thatcher has suggested a distance of 400 yards. That's right. 400 yards? <laughs> Hardly worth running, but I'm willing. All right, since you accept the match, Mr. Butler, you'd best have come to some agreement on the bet with Mr. Thatcher here. What do you figure your ranch and everything on it's worth, Thatcher? Oh, maybe $4,000. That's high for just five, six hundred acres, a few outbuildings, and a couple of old milk cows. I'll put 4000 against your deed. Marshal, I'll give it to Hank here. He'll bring it over to your office. All right, if you have it there by noon.
1: Hey, how about a side bet for me, Mister Thatcher? Well, I don't know, Hank. Hey, what? Do
2: you want? I seen
5: a quarter mare named Bell run down Galveston last July, and I seen Thatcher's colt run little. I'll take your side bet. Name it. Four hundred. Double that—it's a bet.
1: Good enough.
2: Then it's eight hundred, and I'll bet the quarter colt. <laughs> well, now, Mister Thatcher, seems Jim Bales here don't have no more sense than you. Well, at least you're not alone. All right, then. Everything's settled. Just one last thing, gentlemen. This is going to be a fair race. Well, no need to worry, Marshal. Ain't no reason to press my luck. Not against a jug-headed guy used like Thatcher. Why, you... know. All right, that's enough. Now, come on, Mr. Thatcher. Let's get out of here. Now, why don't you go on home? I'm going back to the office. You... You think I'm just an old fool, don't you? Yes, Mr. Thatcher, I do. You're headstrong and you're stubborn. But, uh... Good luck to you this afternoon.
1: You know, Matt, there have been horse races and dodges before lots of times... But I've never seen one where so many people got concerned. Why well, the whole town's in on it. Everybody's betting one way or another. Yeah,
2: I know. And I don't like it, Doc.
1: Well, there's nothing wrong with that, is there?
2: Now oh, people like an excuse to celebrate. And this afternoon, there'll be whiskey running to help them. Whiskey and horses don't mix when there's money changing hands.
1: Matt, uh, are you worried about Thatcher putting his ranch up on the race?
2: He could lose his ranch, Doc.
1: Oh. Well, doesn't he have a chance?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Mr. Dillon? Yeah, what is it, Chester? Oh,
5: hello, Doc. Well, Chester. Huh? Say, I-, I was down at the bridge a few minutes back watching for Butler to take his horse across. I wanted to know which one he was running. Well? And I didn't recognize the horse. I thought probably it'd be his sorrel, but it wasn't. It was a horse I ain't never seen before.
2: Well, what horse is it, Chester?
5: Ed Butler ain't putting in no cow pony, Mr. Dillon. He's running a thoroughbred.
1: He's got no chance at all now. Um, Is that it, man?
2: Mister Thatcher's betting everything he has on this quarter horse of his to beat a cow pony. Now Butler's running a pure racing horse, a thoroughbred. Well, it's past one. Let's get over to the other side of the river.
0: Return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, Tuesday nights you have two dates for thrilling mystery on CBS radio. One's with Pam and Jerry North, the other's with yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Remember, next Tuesday and every Tuesday on most of these same stations, enjoy John Lund as yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and Mr. and Mrs. North, both presented by CBS Radio. Now, the second act of Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke.
5: Looks like half a Dodge is over here, Mr. Dillon.
2: Yeah, maybe more than that. Uh, Chester, see if you can find Ed Butler and old man Thatcher and bring him over here. Huh? Yes,
3: sir. Hi, Max. Oh, uh, hi, Kitty. I haven't seen this many people in one spot since last year when Eddie Foy played the opera house. It's kind of a fiesta, isn't
2: it? Yeah, in a way.
3: <laughs> Nobody would think it to look at you. Uh, where's the finish line going to be, Matt? I want to see good.
2: Uh, back up there about 50 yards.
3: Oh, well, I'll go up and find me a place. Yeah, okay.
1: Matt! Oh, Matt! Yeah, Doc. Oh, oh, oh here you are. <laughs> well, I've looked over both horses. They seem sound enough. Good. I don't get much call to check horses anymore. Uh, mostly it's babies these days. <laughs> or maybe a gunshot wounds.
2: Doc, uh, who's going to ride for Butler and Thatcher, you know? The
1: butler's got Hank Thomas, and I think Thatcher's a grandson's going to ride for him. Well, I hope
2: the boy knows what he's doing.
1: I think he does, Matt. He's got spurs and a switch. Well, that'll help. <laughs> See, Matt, Thatcher's getting all liquored up.
2: Well, that's his affair, isn't it, Doc?
1: Yeah, but he's got a skin skinful. <laughs> you know how edgy he gets when he's that way.
2: I sent Jester for him, he should be along any The
1: whole crowd seems kind of excited and nervy. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick up some business out there, huh? <laughs>
2: that's not funny, Doc. I'm sorry, Matt. Yeah. Mr. Dillon... I found Mr. Butler, but I Marshal. Where's Thatcher? Oh, I wouldn't know. Last time I saw him, he was pouring down some red-eye. Preparing for the loss, maybe. Well, Mr. Hightower and Doc here are going to act as judges along with me. Chester will fire the starting gun. This <laughs> is all terrible fancy for just a whim of that old fool Thatcher's, ain't it? Ah, you may call me an old fool now, but... Uh, but it'll be different after the race. You're drunk, Thatcher. Any law say a man can't win a horse race if he's drunk? Well, what's the matter? Need courage to bring your horse out here to the flat? All right, stay out of it, Butler. Mr. Thatcher's your grandson all set? Yes, sir, Marshal. How about you, Butler? We're ready. All right, then tell your riders to take their horses down to those two buckboards down there. That'll be the starting line. You all thought right. you'd fool me, didn't you, Butler? Bringing out that thoroughbred to run. Well, I don't care. I can still beat you. You're talking an awful lot for a man I ain't worried. Don't ride me, but I've had it all. Oh, listen you. to me, Thatcher. I put up with your chatter long enough. Why are you? All right, that's enough. I'll you apologize. just see to it you win, Thatcher. I'll have your ranch and that colt you think so much of. Oh. Oh. What did you say? You heard me. Just make sure you win, if you can. Oh. What did you say about my colt? What did you mean? Well, if my bay mare wins, I get your ranch and everything on it. That includes your colt. No. No, that isn't right. Well, what about it, Marshal? You're holding the purse and drawing up all the rules, it seems. What about it? Butler's right, Mr. Thatcher. That's the way you made the bet. You are no good, Butler. No good at all. I didn't make the bet. All right, both of you, move your horses down to the starting line. It's 2 o'clock. Hey, move that bay down those marks. Well, go on down, Mr. Thatcher. Uh, Yes, sir, yes. Chester, you walk with him. Give him five minutes, and then you can start him off.
5: Five minutes.
1: Yes, Mr. Dillon. Well, I was right. Wasn't it, Matt? Thatcher's been drinking some. Yeah.
2: Uh, Come on, Doc, we'll look up Mr. Heitz.
1: You know, Matt, this is like a holiday. It's like a fiesta.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what Kitty said.
1: Oh, she's out here too, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess maybe. Outside of Mr. Thatcher, the only person not enjoying himself is you. <laughs>
2: Do I have to enjoy it, Doc? <laughs>
1: no, I'm sorry, Matt. What? What's up? Come on, Doc. Run. Wait a minute. Mr. Dillon,
5: it's Mr. Thatcher. He's been shot. Shot? Her. Where is he, Chester? Right over there, laying on the ground. His boy's with him. All right.
1: Let me through. Let me through. I'm the Let me through here. Oh, here now. Just a minute. No, no, no. It's,
2: it's not much use looking, Doc. I know where it is. He's bad, Matt. What happened, Mr. Thatcher? And now I won't see him run. Mr. Thatcher, listen to me.
1: Now, I'll I'll never know for sure if my colt could...
2: (sighs) What happened, Chester? You were with him.
5: Mr. Dillon, I don't know. I, I was walking along, not thinking anything particular. Thatcher and Butler was up ahead, and then Thatcher drew on. Butler tried to shoot
2: him.
1: I shot him, if that's what you want to know, Marshal. It was self-defense, Marshal.
5: That's what it was, Mr. Dillon.
2: But still... He was oh, drunk. Man. You saw that for yourself. Then he tried to kill me. That's
5: right, Marshal. What Ed says is right. That's the way it happened, Mr. Dillon.
2: Suppose now that... Uh, that forfeits the race,
1: Nolan, not Marshal?
2: Doc, will you take care of get him into a wagon and back into town. I'll see you back there. Oh, sure, Matt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you men, uh,
1: will you give me a hand here now? But yeah, well, what about that forfeit, forfeit, Marshal?
2: You just can't wait till a man's cold before you want his property, can you? Oh, it ain't that, Dylan. The
1: race just... ain't forfeit. I'll
4: run it. That's the huh?
2: Thatcher boy, Mr. Dillon. Come here, son. What's your name?
4: I'm Lonnie Thatcher. I'm going to ride Granddaddy's colt.
2: Well, now, look, maybe... uh... I'm
4: kin. Granddaddy was queer, kind of, but what he said about this colt is right. And I'm riding him in the race.
2: Yeah, but with what's happened, Lonnie, maybe we should put the race off. We'll we'll run it, sure, but not today, not now. I'll agree to put it off.
4: Granddaddy'd like it best this way. We'll race. Gracious.
2: Ain't a tear in his eye, Mr. Dillon. All right, if that's the way you want it.
4: It's what I want.
2: All right, then, get on down to the starting line, both of you. Go on, Chester.
5: Yes, sir. I was looking for you, Marshal. Are we going to have the race? Yeah. That's a good thing, you know. There'd be a lot of people disappointed if it didn't come off.
2: And we wouldn't want that, would we, Mr. Hightower? How's that? The killing's hardly enough to make the day complete, is it?
5: Now, Marshal, I didn't mean anything wrong. It's just... Yeah,
2: sure, sure. Just forget it. Uh... Move on up to the finish line. I'll get a couple of these riders to clear the lane.
5: All right, Mr. Dillon.
2: Uh, you, you there. Would you ride down toward the start and make everybody move back and clear a lane, huh?
1: All
2: right, everybody. will, Will you get back, please? Oh, would you clear the lane, please?
1: Please.
5: Please move back. All you people there. Move back. That's it. Well, it's time, Marshal. Yeah. What's Chester waiting for?
2: It looks like the colt's acting up.
5: I've never seen two different breed of horses run against each other.
2: That colt's kicking up a storm. Could make a good column for the paper, maybe. Come on, come on, get a hold of him, kid. Don't you think it would make a good column, (laughs) Marshal?
1: There it goes. There they go, Matt.
5: I guess there was no question
1: about it, Matt.
2: Yeah, it was the colt by half a length.
5: A quarter horse beat a thoroughbred. Now, that is something to see. And it's a new kind of horse in these parts. Well,
2: Marshal, you should be happy. Because the boy won? And for that, I am happy, yeah. Well, well, I got no complaint, Marshal. It was fair and square. If you gentlemen will excuse me, I want to get back to the office. Sure, Mr. Hightower. Um... Marshal Yeah Look, Marshal, about what happened this afternoon About Thatcher I didn't really hold anything against the old man I'm sorry it happened I told you sometime you'd push him too far Now he's dead Well, after all, Marshal, he drew first Oh, I'm not saying you're a murderer, butler But you're small inside The only feeling I got for you is contempt You're responsible for the death of that man today And yet there's nothing I can do about it You're blaming me for everything? Ah, it's not you I guess it's just people Good day, Mr. Butler
3: Matt I was looking for you
2: Where's Lonnie Thatcher, Kitty?
3: Standing over there by his horse, crying. Maybe you ought to talk to him, Matt. I'm going to. He he doesn't want to see anybody. Some of us tried talking to him, and he he just walked away.
2: I'll see you later. Hey, boy, you better walk that horse. Any horseman who knows he shouldn't be standing around after running like that. Yes, sir. All right. I, uh... I got $4,000 for you, Lonnie. Do you want to take it, or shall I give it to Banker Hodgson? I'll take it. It might be better to leave it in the bank.
4: I said I'll take it.
2: All right, son. Here. Here.
4: Thank you, Marshal Dillon.
2: Lonnie, you, uh, you got any plans? Yes, sir. What?
4: I'm going to do what my granddaddy always wanted to do. I'm going to raise horses like this Stud colt. I'm going to breed them.
2: Where are you going to do this? At your granddaddy's place? Yes, sir. That's a big spread for a boy to handle alone. I'll manage how old are you, Lonnie?
4: I've got $4,000 to help me. And I'm old enough to know my mind.
2: Yeah, I guess you are.
4: And you know something else, Marshal? I understand these quarter horses, just like my granddaddy did. When men in these parts get sense enough to be interested in new stock and want good mounts with a fine way of going, they can come and buy them from me, Lonnie Thatcher.
2: Yeah. If I'm any judge, that may not take too long, Lonnie.
4: Thanks, Marshal Dillon.
2: The boy's eyes were glistening as he turned and walked away, leading his stud colt home. Most of the crowd had left. They'd gone back into Dodge to rerun the race over a drink or two and talk about this new kind of horse, this... Docky, heavy muscled, quick as lightning, quarter horse that had come to Dodge. And now it was getting darker because of some clouds building up over in the northwest. And when I looked again, the boy and his horse had almost vanished from sight.
0: Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The special music is composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin and Joe Carnes, with Johnny McGovern, Harry Bartell, and Lou Krugman. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Tomorrow night, that great thespian Jack Benny attempts to show Tyrone Power how it should have been done, playing the Power role in his own version of the movie Mississippi Gambler. Also, tomorrow night, don't miss the latest laughs with Eve Arden as Our Miss Brooks of Merry Madcap Madison High. George Walsh speaking, and remember, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy open fire on your funny bones Sunday nights on the CBS Radio Network.